Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Michael Jimenez. Halftime. Yes, sir. It's halftime on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. We're on the go at sasportstar.com. What's up? What's up? Happy Tuesday. My name is Michael Jimenez, your host from noon to two. We do sports, pop culture, and nostalgia up in here. Again, halftime goes till two o'clock. Edwin Hafner is producing this show. And Tuesdays means that it's Tuesdays with Teague. What's going on, Carolina? Hey, hey, hey. Good morning, guys. How are y'all? You know, I am doing okay. Missed yesterday's show because I was feeling a little sick. And I'm a little bit under the weather still today. But I had to come in today because I cannot miss a Tuesday with Teague. No, you can't. Yeah, you look terrible, by the way. I mean, no offense, but you look really, really bad. If you guys are looking at the stream yard, and it's not because you look bad, and I'm just trying to down your looks, but your eyes, they're just so watery, and yeah. you look like you've been through hell. Oh, only an hour and a half of sleep last night, but I feel better, but uh, still not 100% at all. And the fact of the matter is, is that I missed my show. I couldn't do back-to-back days. Cannot have that. But you know what? I thought to myself, you know what? It's going to be an easy day. Tuesdays with Teague is always easy. But, of course, breaking news mm-hmm. right off the bat. Again, it's a very big show. We're live on Facebook and on YouTube. Search San Antonio Sports Star. Uh, like and subscribe. Leave a comment or two. Again, very big show. Obviously, we're going to talk about Greg Popovich. Finally tied the all-time record for regular season wins. Didn't have much to say about it. I guess it's a record for the fans, not so much for him. But uh, at 1230, Russell Westbrook went off. He is being he is tired of being called a certain name, and he talked about it after last night's Spurs game, so we'll hear from him. And did you hear about the minor league baseball player who got canned for admitting that he's a racist? <laughs> we'll also get into the fact that it's the birthday of one of my favorite movies that turned 31 years old today. But first, some breaking news coming into San Antonio Sports Star. Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network is reporting that the Dallas Cowboys have restructured the contracts of both quarterback Dak Prescott and guard Zach Martin. The reason is to save $20 million in salary cap space and give the Cowboys flexibility to franchise tag tight end Dalton Schultz. The other big news coming in to San Antonio Sports Star is that Pat McAfee on his podcast is reporting that Aaron Rodgers is coming back and the NFL Network says that Rodgers, the reigning MVP who's 38 years old, signed a four-year extension worth $200 million. That's $50 million per year. $153 million of all that is guaranteed. Okay, so a lot of breaking news coming in. I thought we were going to talk about Spurs and Pop, but man, that got pushed aside. Let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Again, they have restructured the contracts of Dak Prescott and Zach Martin. Again, they're going to try to use that, it looks like, to franchise Tight end Dalton Schultz. 
Very, very big deal, Carolina, because here's mm-hmm. the thing. The Cowboys entered this offseason $22 million over the cap. Mm-hmm. And we've been talking about the fact that Amari Cooper is likely out. He has likely pay- played his last game with the Cowboys. So no more Coop every time he catches the ball. Mm-hmm. Demarcus Lawrence refused a pay cut. As he should. So everyone's wondering the question, what is going on with the Cowboys? And I was on Twitter last night blogging the boys, RJ Ochoa, talking about the fact that it seemed as though the Cowboys didn't have some sort of plan to move forward. But apparently they may have had one all along, which was to restructure these deals for Dak Prescott and Zach Martin and keep Dalton Schultz. Personally, I think that's a good thing. I think it's a very good thing to keep Dalton Schultz because the fact of the matter is is that Michael Gallup is not signed on the dotted line yet. Okay, reportedly he was his people were upset with the number offered by the Cowboys originally. So they're already without Cooper. They're already without Cedric Wilson. You know, there's you know, a lot of the big players, playmakers that the Cowboys have had on the offensive end are going away. They had to do something. Mm-hmm. I personally believe that the Cowboys were damned if they do, damned if they don't when it comes to Dalton Schultz. Mm-hmm. But if I was Stephen Jones, if I was Jerry Jones, I would be franchising Dalton Schultz. Because, again, the number's not that big. $10, $11 million. Do you agree with what the Cowboys did today? You know what? No, I don't agree with it. I Well, I, I, I believe I agree with you on a concept that is damned if you do and damned if you don't. They had no other choice considering all the other contracts. The big elephant in the room is Ezekiel Elliott's contract and how this mm-hmm. has cost a dumpster fire for the Cowboys organization for the Reason of Dalton Schultz being franchise tag, I don't necessarily agree with that because, first of all, when you franchise tag a player, that means you're one of the top five, or it's an average salary of the top five players in that particular position. So he has to, I, do you think that he's performing like one of those top five tight ends in the NFL? Like, like George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, like you see him, you know, equating to that type of player. I think he's a good player. But I don't think he's a great player. Now, I understand the situation with Jarwin. He had his hip injuries. But um, as far as his stats are concerned, Dalton Dalton Schultz has had a good career. He had a good season last season. He had career highs across the board, 78 passes on 104 targets for 808 yards and eight touchdowns across 17 games. Those are good numbers. And I think he's a good tight end. But I don't think he's a great tight end. And I think the Dallas Cowboys – don't learn their lesson with franchise tagging these types of players. Players that aren't great, but players that are good. And players that once they sign them to a big contract, they don't necessarily perform the way that they should. So I think it's a dumpster fire that they're trying to figure out. And the elephant in the room is Ezekiel Elliott's contract. Yeah. But overall, um, not happy with it. Well, Dalton Schultz is only 25 years old, so he hasn't hit his prime yet. He doubled up on the touchdown receptions that he had from four in 2020 to eight last year. That's good. He's increased his his receptions, his receiving yards from 615 to 808. That is good. So the trend line is upwards. They're damned if they do, damned if they don't, in the sense that, you know, Dak Prescott needs weapons. Mm -hmm. And Dak Prescott is showing that he's being a good soldier. He's being a good teammate, being good to the team by restructuring his deal, allowing for some flexibility. Damn straight, he better get some weaponry, get some weapons out of all this. Yeah, they can't. He can't do this for a defensive player. He needs to do this for an offensive player. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that they're doing that. Is he a top five tight end? No, but he's top ten. He might be six or seven or eight somewhere around there, and he's trending upwards. 
Whereas players like like uh, George Kittle and whatnot might be getting older and might be going a little bit lower and lower in production over the years. Mm-hmm. I think Dalton Schultz has the possibility, has the potential of being a top five tight end and might hit that this year. The one thing about, about the tight end position is that it is very, very, very important for quarterbacks. All good quarterbacks have good tight ends. That's just That's just part of the game. That is true. And with Blake Jarwin hurt, and going to miss some regular season time this year again. Man, the Cowboys had no leverage when it comes to this. But I want to address the elephant in the room that you mentioned. Ezekiel Elliott. Mm -hmm. Dallas Cowboy fans, personal opinion here. This is going to be the last year that Zeke Elliott's with the Cowboys. Why do you say that? Because they have an out this year. At the end of this season, the Dallas Cowboys can get out of the contract that they have with Ezekiel Elliott. Mm-hmm. And the amount of money that he's getting for the production that is being put out there is not worth it. We saw that with Amari Cooper. Why, why did they get rid of that $20 million? Or why, is, why does it appear as though they're getting rid of his $20 million a year contract? It's mm-hmm. because the production's not there. His production's equal to that of Dalton Schultz. And that's the number one wide receiver for the Cowboys. Now, there's lots of reasons for it. It could be because Dak doesn't have enough time mm-hmm. to throw the ball. There's a lot of different reasons you can have out there. I think one of the main reasons, too, is Dak Pre- or Amari Cooper isn't the type of person who's like, give me the ball. I need my touches. And also, one of the main reasons why the Raiders let him go is because he had inconsistency problems. Like, there'll be one day where he receives 120 yards and then he kind of goes ghost and disappears with only 40 yards reception. So that's one of the main reasons why I don't think I think they're going to get rid of Amari Cooper. But I agree with you about the elephant in the room. Ezekiel Elliott's contract should have never happened. It's, it's not for that amount. It's one of those things where that that is a fan friendly contract, not a team friendly contract, because he because because people love at that point when he signed it, people loved Zeke Elliott. I even lo- I love Zeke Elliott. I mean, it, it's understandable from a fan perspective like you said but from a team perspective now you're looking at the the aftermath of the tsunami where the everything is just falling apart well i wouldn't say falling apart but everything has to be restructured now dax having to take a pay cut now they're asking tank if he wants to take a pay cut he's saying no and i don't blame him for saying no about that either i don't blame him either but but asking for teams asking their players to have a pay cut is not a new thing it happens all around the nfl Uh The thing about the Cowboys, though, is that it seems as though they're making their decisions based on a one- or two-year time frame as opposed to thinking out into the future as as to how it's going to affect them later on. It's like, we'll deal with that when that time comes, as opposed to being proactive with what they're doing when it comes to the cap and whatnot. Uh, It's good that the Cowboys had Dak Prescott play along, because he doesn't have to play along if he doesn't want to. Mm. But, again, he needed to have another weapon over there, and that's what Dalton Schultz is. I take a look at it this way. What I'm concerned for when it comes to Cowboy fans is asking this question. Do you think the Cowboys are going to be better or worse this upcoming season? I know we haven't had the draft, and I know that we don't know who they've picked up, and maybe another type of player like Micah Parsons fell to them in the draft last year. Maybe something like that happens. But Cowboy fans, what do you think? Reach out to us. Kobasa Bacon phone lines are open at 656-ESPN. Again, that is 656-ESPN. What do you think about the Cowboys restructuring the deal for Dak Prescott and Zach Martin in order to franchise tag Dalton Schultz? Do you think the Cowboys are going to be better this upcoming season or worse? Are you worried right now? Again, the Kilbasa Bacon phone lines are open at 656-ESPN. 
Other breaking news coming in to San Antonio Sports Star, as we mentioned a little while ago. Pat McAfee on his podcast. He, his buddy buddies with Aaron Rodgers. I want to know That's why he get. Yeah, I'm like, how does he get the news first? Like, is he laying in bed with him? Like, what is going on? Does- uh, oh, the, the sweet nothings between the two of them is amazing. You know, uh, Hello, talk. We, were, we were at uh, the radio row at the Super Bowl a few weeks back. And every time I saw Pat McAfee, I just got turned off. You know, uh, I, there's just something about him that I don't like, but he has the ear of Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers uh, is going to stay. And I'm not surprised at all. Me neither. Four-year deal, $200 million. Lots of money. $50 million a year, 153 guaranteed according to the NFL Network. I mean, he's going to stay. And, and there were people who thought that he was going to be leaving, that there's no way in the world that uh, he's going to stay with the Packers. He's going to demand a trade and go elsewhere. It could never happen. And the reason why it could never happen is because he's too valuable to that franchise. If they let him go, that franchise is worth less than what it was with him on the team. Absolutely. And the one thing the Green Bay Packers have never experienced is is time without a good franchise quarterback. Because think about how long Aaron Rodgers has been with him. And then you go back in time, Brett Favre. And then you go before that, you had you know, Bart Starr. And you had all these different quarterbacks. They've always had an elite quarterback. And for them to say, no, we're going to move away from Aaron Rodgers. We're going to go to Jordan Love. Or we're going we're gonna to draft somebody or get a free agent. Never made any sense because that franchise expects excellence from under center. And because of that, I'm not surprised at all that that extension happened. But the, but now the question becomes, do the Packers then use a franchise tag on Devontae Adams? Because, again, why would Aaron Rodgers come back mm-hmm. if he didn't have a wide receiver one? There's something in the works when it comes to that. No, I definitely agree. I think Devontae Adams is here to stay. Because that is the person that Aaron Rodgers connects the most with. And I really love their chemistry together as much as I, you know, dislike the team, which is he neither here nor there. Aaron Rodgers deserves to be paid whatever he wants, especially considering the circumstances. I don't know how many times I have to say that the Packers organization did not put the pieces around Aaron Rodgers to be successful throughout his career. Out of all the drafts, they drafted defensive pieces. But when it came to his offensive line, nobody was ever drafted as an off- on the offensive end of the ball in the NFL draft up until they drafted his, <laughs> his predecessor, Jordan Love. And now Jordan Love has to wait another year before he becomes a starter. Well, Jordan Love will never succeed him because he's garbage. He's hot garbage back there. <laughs> You know, I mean, they, well, they, he, they don't even want him as a backup at this point. So it was a bad pickup. The weird thing about it which is, is... Which is, shows a lot about the Packers organization. Is that you would think that if the Packers drafted so many players on the defensive side of the ball, mm-hmm. that they'd be good defensively. You know, they'd be like the Bucks were a couple of years ago or the Ravens were back in the day. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is, is that they're always an average defense. And because of that, they never get over the top. It's It's so hard to imagine... That Aaron Rodgers, for as talented as he is, you know, we talk about Tom Brady being the GOAT. There's a difference between being great and being the best of all time, mm-hmm. right? Just talent-wise. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that Aaron Rodgers has more talent than Tom Brady. I agree. But he is not greater than Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the GOAT because Tom Brady has the rings, because he did it when the, when the lights were shining. You know, go back in time. Troy Aikman was a okay mm-hmm. Quarterback in the regular season, 
but was super clutch in the playoffs mm-hmm. and was an amazing quarterback in the playoffs. He took it up a level, mm-hmm. right? The opposite of like James Harden, who plays really well in the regular season and sucks in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That was Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman was super clutch in the playoffs, and that's why he's an all-time great. Mm-hmm. But Aaron Rodgers hasn't been to the Super Bowl since 2011. It's been 11 years. It's been a long time. I don't blame Aaron Rodgers for why they haven't gone to the Super Bowl. I blame special teams more than anything. It seems like every time they get to the NFC Championship, every time you look at their playoff games, there's always a drop-off when it comes to their special teams right. or their defense. But but special teams stick out to me like a sort them with the Packers organization. And this goes back to do they put the pieces around him to be Great. I think he is a great quarterback. I don't think he's a good quarterback. I think he's a great quarterback. But do I think the Packers organization dropped the ball on how they structure everybody around him in order to be great? Like they do with Tom Brady. Tom Brady had Bill Belichick with him. Aaron Rodgers was stuck with Mike McCarthy, who's had his issues with time management, who's had his issues with running the ball. Who And you see the effects of the issues that he has today with the way he you know coaches the Dallas Cowboys, especially with when it comes to their playoff game. They had the time management issues towards the end. And those little cracks in the system were things that made Aaron Rodgers not take his team to the Super Bowl. I think the small errors for the Packers were special teams and the defense. Now, you said the defense wasn't that great. I think they're good. They weren't that great a few years ago, but they had been trending upward the past few years. It's mainly, to me, special teams, coaching staff. Aaron Rodgers also, I feel like he's... It's not like he disappears during the playoffs. He plays well during the playoffs. It's just the rest of the team can't get it together. So I understand why they gave him $200 million. He carries a team. But does that mean they're going to the Super Bowl because they gave him $200 million? No. (laughs) Well, CBS Sports is now reporting that Devontae Adams will, in fact, uh, most likely be franchise tagged as well, who's coming off a season where he had 123 receptions for 1,553 yards, 11 touchdowns. He had 18 touchdown receptions the year before. The dude is an absolute stud. But Uh one of the things I I think about when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, we all got played. Mm. All the stuff that he has done over the past couple of weeks, and this is why I get kind of tired of Aaron Rodgers. And we have to talk about him because he's the MVP. Mm, He's arrogant. I don't like him. But, you know, the thing about that cryptic Instagram post where it kind of made it sound like he was retiring. Attention-seeking. Attention-seeking. You know what? All of that was just him playing chess. It was all him trying to get the biggest contract that he could possibly get. And now, as Stephen Contu uh, earlier on Facebook Live pointed out, that other quarterbacks that were great, the GOAT, for example, uh, Stephen Contu says, and Brady took his share of hometown discounts to keep his team winning. Facts. He mentioned that on Facebook Live. Thank you for that comment, Stephen. And the thing is, is that he did take that. Now, it's easier for Brady to do that because his wife was a multi, multi, multi millionaire herself. <laughs> but Aaron Rodgers could do that, too. He doesn't have he doesn't associate with his family. Who does he who right. does he have to feed? He, Pat McAfee, apparently. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could I mean, look, like, look, think about it. Tom Brady has Giselle Bunchett as a supermodel wife, right? Yeah. So she got she has bread. She has like 15 million bucks. I don't know what she makes. She was one of the top paid models at the time. Aaron Rodgers don't talk to his family. He don't need a big contract like that. He can take a cut, too. He just don't want to because he's trying to milk the cow for what it's worth. And if I was a great quarterback, I'd do the same thing. Dude, it's going to be so crazy. They're going to have eventually have Aaron Rodgers, quarterback and wide receiver one, 
at about seventy million dollars or so. Yeah, that's absolutely ridiculous. You know what? Honestly, that's one of my fa- favorite QB wide receiver combos in the NFL. Now, granted, I hate when they play my team, but I, I would <laughs> I would be blind to the fact that. If I didn't say Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams were one of the best combos in the NFL, I would be lying to myself and I'd be doing myself a disservice because I'm putting on my rose-colored glasses by trying to avoid that. It's the truth. He's good. He's worth that money. Um, Does that mean they're going to the Super Bowl? No. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is not the GOAT, but do you know who is? Greg Popovich, baby. That's right, baby. That is the GOAT. Win number 1,335 in the regular season. Last night, taking out the L.A. Lakers 117-110 at the AT&T Center. That ties a record with Don Nelson, his buddy. His buddy. They, they are now tops all-time for most wins from a coach, all-time regular season. Now, Pop already has the record when you combine that with playoffs. But last night, again, the Spurs won 117-110. No LeBron James. Lots of Laker jerseys out there at the AT&T Center. Wanted to see LeBron James, but before the game started... He says, no, he had significant knee issues going on, which is kind of weird because he actually missed about five games earlier this season with knee issues. So maybe it is a thing. He had scored over 50 points over the weekend, right, in a, in a single game. But last night was kind of interesting because you would think that Greg Popovich would want to talk about getting this record, right? We've been talking about it all along. But after the game, this is all he had to say. Good win. Um, obviously... Uh, they're a different team with LeBron. Uh, but, you know, we need all our guys just like they need all their guys. So uh, we're, we're thrilled with the win. Now, thrilled with the win. But he goes on to say absolutely nothing about tying the game or tying the record. But it's kind of funny because, you know, the media in, in San Antonio is not going to ask him much of anything when it comes to it. it it's amazing how scared sports reporters both both print and uh radio on tv and whatnot are of him i'm gonna defend the media people for just one second when we cover the spurs games they have there's levels to this only a few people can ask the questions if if i could ask yeah now because of covid if i could ask him a question i would ask him when you used to be able to go in the locker rooms anybody could ask him a question right and Sometimes the tough questions are the stupid questions because he would probably say it's a stupid question. The tough questions would be asked. Now it's a little bit harder to ask the questions that are really tough because we don't have access to ask those questions. I would have loved to have asked him that. Pop is the type who's humble. He doesn't want to talk about those things. And that's what I might be getting emotional right now, but that's going to make that's what makes me want to cry about him because when he leaves and he's no longer here, we're going to miss him so much because he's so humble. And he don't. Even, this is just another day, another dollar for him. No, I understand. And but the thing is, is that he has to understand that that because we want him to talk about it, he should. It's okay. You can you can talk about it and still be humble and say that you know how much you admire Don Nelson. You can say various things like that. And hopefully, when he does break the record in the next couple of days or so, that he does talk about it because it needs to be talked about because it is a footnote in sports history it's a foot it, it's it's going to be mentioned when he does retire when he is put up on uh uh when he's when he's in Springfield at the at the basketball hall of fame it's going to be put up there when he dies it'll be mentioned that'll be part of his of his obituary for crying out loud <laughs> okay it is going to be a thing 
So I would like for him to address it, and maybe I shouldn't make fun of San Antonio media when it comes to interviewing him. But I've been no, there before. No, make fun of him. I've been there before. Make you fun know, of him. I, I've been I've been back, you know, in the locker room years and years ago when Pop was first starting, and there there was fear that people had because he would ridicule and and criticize reporters and whatnot. He had fun with it. Mm. Uh, but the thing is, is that when it comes to something like this, you can be humble and still address it because the fact of the matter is, is that all the fans in San Antonio who followed this team from the 70s to the 80s, throughout all those horrible 80s years, to David Robinson being signed and drafted and signed, to Sean Elliott, to getting to the 99 title and winning it finally, and then 03, 05, 07, and 14. We've all enjoyed this ride. Yes, we have. And he's been part of this ride for 25 years. He owes it to the city of San Antonio to say thank you. He owes it to the city of San Antonio to take a bow. And I, 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 it's just, I just hope that he understands that we're so proud of Greg Popovich for his accomplishments throughout his career that it needs to be addressed because if not, then really he's not sticking it to the media. He's not sticking it to anybody else other than the fans. Sometimes less is more though. And I feel like if he doesn't want to say anything, he doesn't have to because the record speaks for itself. The numbers speak for itself. The championship speaks for himself. For itself, all the players who leave the city, Demar Derozan, perfect example, LeBron, all the great players who haven't even played for Greg Popovich, but they've played around him, mm-hmm. and all the great things they have to say, that speaks for his record on its own. Now he should say something to appease us, but at the same time, his record speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he needs to say much. Sometimes less is more. Like Tim Duncan with the facts. I'm retiring. <laughs> with the facts. Great. That was great. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you know Classic. Pop, Pop will do a smoke signal or something like that. <laughs> uh, no LeBron James last night. Again, he had a knee injury. Sad. Uh, it was a close game throughout, but the Spurs pulled it out in the end. Uh, Spurs were also shorthanded. No Devin Vassell. No Lonnie Walker. Uh, but, man, the Spurs had some really good performances from Josh Richardson and Romeo Langford, who they got from the Celtics for Derek White. They looked good out there. Josh Richardson, 18 points on 6 of 12 shooting. Uh, Langford played incredible defense, man. He was frustrating Russell Westbrook mm-hmm. pretty much the entire night. And speaking of a frustrated Russell Westbrook, when we come back, we're going to talk about that because he went off during the interview session that he had after the game because he's tired of a certain nickname that people have been calling him for so long. And he heard it again last night at the AT&T Center. We'll talk about this and more. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star. It's Tuesdays with Teague. Period. On ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Take a break from This is Halftime with Michael Jimenez on San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. Welcome back to Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. It's Tuesdays with Teague. You know, if you missed the first part of the show or you missed the Blitz, r r in the morning, Saturday morning hangover, any of our shows, you can always go on to San Antonio Sports Star. Check out the Audio Vault powered by AA Best Bail Bonds. Again, welcome back to Halftime. We do sports, pop culture, nostalgia, all sorts of things over here. Ooh, ooh, it's Taco Tuesday, too. It is Taco Tuesday. Tuesdays with Teague, synonymous with Taco Tuesdays. Y'all got to let us know in the Facebook live comments or on Twitter, what tacos are you guys eating today? Oh, you know what? I had probably to the, probably shouldn't have had this, but uh, I had gas station tacos. Ooh. I was going to stop at Las Palapas on the way in, 
but I ended up at QT. And let me talk to you about QT real fast. I love me some QT. I'm at QT about three times a week, okay. easily, getting gas. They have really good Caesar salad there for some reason. I go get that every once in a while. But today, I had a real I, since I couldn't get in the line, I didn't have time to 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 get food like drive through food because the line was too long. I wanted some sour cream and onion chips. So I go to QT, and I spent 15 minutes. Why was I late to the station today? Because I couldn't find my sour cream and onion <laughs> chips. And I'm going around thinking to myself, when did they go out of style? Am I that old? Because I took photos, Carolina, and I'm showing them on Facebook Live and on YouTube, of all the aisles over there, and all I saw was salt and vinegar. Ooh, um, I don't like that one. Flaming Hot, something called Dynamite, Cheddar and Sour Cream, Flaming Hot Nachos, Cool Ranch, all sorts of things. But you know what I couldn't find? The classic. Sour, sour cream and onion. I don't care if it's if it's Lay's. Ruffles don't have a preference. Instead, I had to get this sorry tin of Pringles because I couldn't find the real deal, man. But uh, QT, do better, baby. Come on. You would think that because when I think about chips at the gas station, the first thing I think about is regular flavor. Then the second thing that comes to my mind, seriously, sour cream and onion. That's my second favorite chip. Why is it not at QT's, but they have uh, twisted cheddar chips? Oh, kettle this? Kettle this, sour vin- salt and vinegar. Oh, salt and vinegar is disgusting. I saw pickled this, cracked pepper, like sour cream and onion. Pickled chips are nasty. You know, oh my God. That's so I, nasty. I walked around, and after a while, I was like, oh, I'm I'm missing it, right? It's around the corner. I, I must have missed it. Let me go to the other side of the, of the store. And no, it wasn't there. And I went back and forth, back and forth. And and I even asked one of the employees who threw up her hands and I was like, I don't know if we have it or not. I'm like, that's classic. Now, when it comes to chips, I believe that there's two sides of people, right? Uh-huh. You're either a red Doritos or the nacho Doritos. Yeah. Or you're the cool ranch Doritos. Very true. Like you're one or the other. And I think that there's a certain personality trait. It's almost like your zodiac sign. You know? <laughs> if you're a cool ranch person, you're something different than a regular nacho cheese. So which one are you? Which Dorito are you? Definitely original nacho cheese. Cool Ranch tastes funny when it tastes, hits your tongue. You're like, Ugh. It tastes like it expired. <laughs> yeah. How, how is that even what, a thing? What the hell kind of seasoning is on it, too? Like, I don't even, it doesn't even taste like ranch. It doesn't taste like anything. No, it doesn't. It's like, I mean, I mean, granted, some people, uh, you love it. Like, people love it. Like, my child, he loves yeah. Cool Ranch. I'm like nacho cheese all the way. There's a reason why they made it a Taco Bell taco. It's because <laughs> it's right. the best one. There's no Cool Ranch There's no taco Cool Bell. Ranch Taco Bell taco. Yeah. And there's... if there is, I, I definitely don't want to try it. <laughs> now, I'm a big believer that when you go to a Mexican food restaurant, uh-huh. that, uh, you know, they give you the bowl of chips, and some of them are, are like beige or brown or whatever, and some are orange and some are green. You know, the, the, uh-huh. the you know yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like with the salsa or guacamole or, or the queso, right? I always go after the orange one. Like, the orange ones are mine. They taste it, the exact same. Okay, my wife has said the same thing, and she did, like, a whole Pepsi challenge with me on that, where <laughs> she had me close my eyes, and apparently they do taste the same. But no, <laughs> in my head, it tastes better. So I told my everybody at the table, do not touch the orange chips. They belong to Dad. Wow. So you're that hardcore about the red chip. Yes. You know what? Can I ask you this about the red chip, though? Well, it's orange. It's like orange. It, it, yeah. It, it's almost like nuclear orange. It's like it's orange, kind of red. It's somewhere in the middle. When I came to Texas, see, I never, I never saw the red chip or orange chip or whatever it is, whatever you want to call it. 
I never saw that. I came to Texas. I saw it on the table. And I'm like, it tastes the exact same. Is this more fun for you guys to eat it? Like, is it more fun to eat the orange chip? Like, just eat the regular chip. It just glistens. give me regular chips. It glistens. It looks beautiful. It's the prettiest of the chips. And therefore, it's not. it is the most delicious. No, the classic chip is the best chip. You can't beat the classic. The or- Now, I feel like there's a cult following for that orange chip. Because there's a reason why they make the orange tortillas at H-E-B. There's a reason why they use it for your cheese enchiladas here in Texas. Like, I never saw that tortilla anywhere else until I came to Texas. That red-orange tortilla, I was, I was, it was culture shock for me seeing it. And the fact that people like you love it doesn't make sense to me. I don't, I, I, it probably makes no sense. But to my mind... It just makes perfect sense. You're so, not the only one. But I don't want the green one either. And I don't want the brown one. I want the orange chips. Those <laughs> belong to me. Welcome back to Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star. Again, we're on ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. You know, last night's game was not only a record-tying game for Greg Popovich. It was also uh, another headline came out of that game. After the game, Russell Westbrook, who's the Lakers star guard, came out and said he's sick and tired of being called a certain name. Now, it's a name that, you know, if you're not a fan of Russell Russell Westbrook, you've said it before. They refer to him as Westbrook. I know I've said it many, many times in my lifetime, but apparently he is sick and tired of it, and he says that it's because it disrespects his name and it insults not only him and his wife, but also his kids. I can no longer allow... People, um, you know, for example, West Brick to me is now shaming, like it's shaming my name, it's uh, my legacy for my kids. Um, it's a name that means more, not just to me, but to my wife, to my mom, my dad, uh, the ones um, that kind of paved the way for me. And, and that's just one example, I man, that kind of hit myself and my wife in a, in a place where um, it's not great, man. And, and, you know, I think a lot of it, a lot of times, you know, I let it slide, but it's now trying to put a stop to to that and put it on notice like there's a difference and I, we need to make sure that it's understood and every time i do here now i will make sure that i address it and uh, make sure that i nip that in the butt so apparently he's going after fans a little bit and saying stop it oh okay uh, okay so guess what uh-huh. you now have a target on your back that was even <laughs> bigger than it was before so i think about this two different ways okay first of all let's talk about his family his family has said that they have also received death threats and things like that. That is never good. Yeah. We, never appropriate, not allowed. You should go to jail for something like that. Agreed? Agreed. Okay. Now Jail, I, yeah, it depends how hardcore the death there is. Yeah, absolutely. Now, when it comes to the fact that he's being called Westbrook, it's due to the fact that he's an awful three-point shooter. And I'm taking a look at his career stats. Now, keep in mind, Russell Westbrook has been in the league since 2008. He is a, you know, he's considered to be one of the 75 greatest players of all time. You know, he's been to the All-Star team nine times. And looking at his stats, he's a 30% three-point shooter for his career, 28% for this season. Now, in order to be considered to be a decent three-point shooter, you got to shoot at least 36%. You're good if you're 39, 40% or higher. So 30% is not just bad. It is god-awful in the NBA. For some reason, they allow him to shoot. And that nickname has stuck. He is Wes Brick. Now, he does have three kids, all under the age of four. 
And some of them are now kind of like in school. They talk about the writing their names. You know, when you're in elementary school, you write your name. And apparently they're very proud of their name. So that's very good. Okay. Mm -hmm. So as a father, I understand that um, you'd be upset if someone is making fun of your name. Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is, is that uh, trash talk from fans and from other players is expected in major league sports. Right. It's expected. And being called West Brick should be a badge of honor because it shows that you can actually be successful in this industry despite any shortcomings. This dude makes $40, $50 million a season. I got to look up his contract, but it's around the range of $40 million a year, right? $44 million a year. Yeah. The guy is, is beyond wealthy at this point. Yeah. And part of this is because not only because he has fans, but also because he has haters. Why are the Dallas Cowboys so popular? The Dallas Cowboys are popular not only because they have the most number of fans, but they also have the most number of haters. And if they didn't have the haters, they wouldn't be as popular. That is fact. Mm -hmm. And Russell Westbrook would not be as popular as he is now if he didn't have people who hated him too. True. It's part of it. It's kind of like actors who complain about how, oh, they asked me for an autograph and I was having dinner. I understand how that's that sucks and you want to have some privacy. I get that. But at the end of the day, that's part of the whole thing that comes with right. being a movie star. You're, that's how you make millions of dollars. So when it comes to Russell Westbrook, the fact of the matter is, is saying all this, it's going to make you a target even harder. Everyone's going to say it now, even more than they did before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like he's being a crybaby about this situation. I mean, I mean like, and uh, Magic Johnson tweeted, by the way, just want to let you guys know. He tweeted today about 10, 15 minutes ago, maybe 20 minutes ago, and I quote, Laker Nation, it is our responsibility to come together and support Russell Westbrook and his family. Magic Johnson continues, threats and attacks on the Westbrook family are completely unacceptable and will not be tolerated. There's no place in sports for this type of behavior, period. First of all, they were just calling him Westbrook, okay? And he is, he deserves that title, Westbrook. His stats haven't been this great this year, and he was supposed to be that playmaker in place of LeBron in case LeBron was out. And uh, guess what? Last night, LeBron was out, and they lost to the Spurs. West Brick isn't doing what he's supposed to do. You earned that name, West Brick. And it's taunting. It's not like they called him a racist name. I would understand if they were, you know, throwing racial slurs at him. Death threats, they're unacceptable, but they happen all the time. Kawhi Leonard got death threats, or his family was getting death threats in, in San Antonio when his mom was sitting on his return to, or when his mom was sitting on the sidelines. Mm -hmm. When he came back to San Antonio. There were slurs, I mean, not racial slurs, but just insults being thrown our way. They've gotten death threats, too. Every NBA player has gotten a death threat at some point. I would not say every single one we don't know, but for the majority of the of most parts, LeBron has gotten death threats before. You know, if you want to be, turn it into a joke. Lighten up. Westbrook needs to lighten up when it comes to the situation. I think he needs to say, oh, you want to call me Westbrook? Well, you can't call me Westbrook. And That's I would, true. And I would, you can't call me West Broke. Off the and, top of your head. Off the top of your head. You just go. come up. Freestyle it. If somebody was come, calling at me on the sideline saying, hey, you West Broke. Oh, I'm not West Broke. And I'm going to go home and I'm going to pull out my hundreds and I'm going to wipe myself with these tears <laughs> with these $100 bills that's on me. So, don't, so you know, he could lighten up the mood and call it something like that. But he'd rather take it seriously and turn it into a huge deal. And you're right. There is a target on his back now because he can't make a joke about it. Lighten up. Look at your career. Career, Russell Westbrook, you are a good player. Nick, you, Nick Lopez reaches out on Facebook, says, as long as you don't use foul language or sure, racist words, 
Trash talk don't, is don't, okay. And I also think you should talk about people's families and kids and things Correct. like that. Avoid all that. Just talk about him as a performer. He earned that title because he's not playing that well. You should be called Westbrook because you're not playing well. They should have... Uh, they paid him the big bucks so he can win games like against the Spurs. And they're fighting for a 10 seed right now against the Spurs. You still lost because you're West Brick. I know. They had not, Dwight, you should have dropped 40 on them. This was a, a Lakers team that also had Dwight Howard and Carmelo Anthony. I thought these were talented players, you know? And but, they've all been called names. LeBron, what do they call them? LeBum? LeBum? LeBum. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and I'm going back because earlier this last week we were talking about white men can't jump. Great movie. There's a great line in there where Billy Hoyle stops and says, let's just stop right now and gather up all these bricks so we can build a shelter for the homeless, okay? Because of these guys were missing shots. So it's not like Wes Brick was a, was a, was a, the term brick going towards him was like created for him. This movie's back in the 90s. I remember calling people brick, you know, saying that whenever uh, someone would miss a shot when I was growing up in the 80s and 90s. We all said it. We all said it, exactly. So Russell Westbrook, Sit down, dude. Again, not cool if someone's racist. Not cool if somebody is threatening him or talking about his wife or his kids. But if it's about his play and West Brick is part of that, I think it's fair game. What's up? This is breaking news from San Antonio Sports Star. Russell Wilson traded to the Denver Broncos. Oh, oh wow. my goodness! My God. Okay, okay, wow. so much. Okay, can I can't even breathe today. We our whole rundown went down the drain. Can I say one last thing about Westbrook? Okay, they call. I know this is great news. Day to day Davis, they call him that all the time. You don't see him hopping on his sprain and yelling at people because <laughs> they call him Day to day Davis Labum. Russell Westbrook to the Broncos. What? Or Russell Wilson. Russell Westbrook. Okay, <laughs> so, so Adam Schefter is reporting on ESPN. Uh, blockbuster, quote, Blockbuster, after weeks of negotiations and one of the largest trades in NFL history, the Seattle Seahawks and Denver Broncos have agreed to terms for a deal involving Super Bowl winning quarterback Russell Wilson. Sources tell ESPN trend is the trade is pending a physical and Wilson's approval. OK, so, so it has to be approved by Russell Wilson. But I'm going to go ahead and assume that if they were negotiating with the Broncos, that, that they had prior approval. I mean, there's no way in the world they'd go out there and. And negotiate with a team that he did not give them and evident- a, a say so. And evidently, this uh, trade is going to be for a massive haul. They're going to get uh, the Seahawks are going to get multiple first round draft picks plus additional picks and players. And the details aren't out yet. But let's, let's talk about this on the other side. Okay, okay we got to get break. This is halftime on San Antonio Sports Star. Lots of breaking news involving Dak Prescott, involving uh, Dalton Schultz, involving Russell Wilson, involving. Aaron Rodgers, we have a lot going on here on San Antonio Sports Star. This is Halftime on ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. This is Joe Reinagle. Jason Minix and I will get you caught up in the latest news, moves, and more this afternoon, 4 to 7, on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. Welcome back to Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Hey, come party with us Friday night from 4 to 7. The Blitz will be at Slackers in the Medical Center on Fredericksburg Road. We're celebrating Joe Reinagle's retirement from Ken's 5 after 25 years. You know I know what's going on with this, Carolina. Carolina Teague is also here with us. Tuesdays with Teague. Period. Tuesdays with Teague. They, they keep saying that this is a party for Joe Reinagle's retirement. They keep on saying that it's for 
to honor him coming to the station. But do you know what I think it is? What? Surprise birthday party for me. That's what I think it is. What's your birthday? It's, it's Sunday. It's well, happy birthday. I know it's not Friday, but I'm not going to be that guy that says it's my birthday weekend, though I will probably say that. You should say that. You need but, to say uh, that. So if you come out to Slackers on Medical Center on Fredericksburg Road, I'll be out there. You know, stop by. Maybe I'll get you a beer. Maybe you'll buy me a birthday shot. One of, one of two things may happen, Carolina, but I hope that you're going to be out there. Again, Slackers 4 to 7, the Blitz will be live out there, and we'll be celebrating the career and the new career, the old career and the new career of Joseph Reinagle. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. And uh, it's going to be your early birthday party. I, we're turning into your early slash early birthday party. Oh. Are you, what is, what is your sign? I know. What I'm a is, Pisces. You're Pisces? Oh my gosh. No wonder why we get along. Oh, I'm a water you're sign. You're a water sign. I'm a water sign. You're one of those emotional water signs. That's what they say <laughs> about Pisces. Y'all are emotional. Y'all uh, are very passionate. Mm-hmm. And that may be why you're passionate about sports. That's right. Because you have a lot of passion, a lot of emotions. Now, I don't know how much alcohol I'm going to have this weekend because I've had a ton of it this week in the form of NyQuil. That stuff will knock you out. <laughs> I and I cannot that. wait. Later on, I'm going to rub myself with some Vicks. <laughs> and sana sana colita de rana. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're sick. You know, uh, we have a lot to talk about in this show. Obviously, uh, Russell Wilson, we found out breaking news that he's being traded from the Seattle Seahawks over to the Denver Broncos. Now we're getting word on ESPN that Christian McCaffrey of the Carolina Panthers stud running back may be on the trading block. Yeah. And that the Panthers are like, hey, someone dangle a first rounder and some additional stuff to us. <laughs> we may consider that. So imagine that. A Christian McCaffrey also out there. Let's take a look at his salary. His salary is at $14 million, then it jumps up to $17 million. He has four years left on his deal. Mm-hmm. Again. You know, he's, he was injured last season, but a couple of years ago, the dude was amazing. Oh, yeah. Best running back in the league. Best fantasy running back in the league. Right. And uh, he might be up for grabs. So it's like the, the Panthers are saying this whole thing of we're not we're not pursuing any trades, but we'll field some offers. And I think that's that has been what the reports have been consistent with, because there's reports that the team has fielded more than one call for him. He's been dealing with injuries ever since he had his record-breaking extension in 2020. And I think it would be smart for the Carolina Panthers to flirt with this idea because they can get some valuable draft picks. They can get some good capital, clear up some cap space if they needed to. And unfortunately he's part of that conversation where you say, never pay your running backs because as soon as he signed that record breaking deal with Carolina, he missed 23 out of his 33 games since he became Mm -hmm. the highest paid running back in the NFL. But that doesn't necessarily mean that he's done for. He can produce when he's on the field. He's so, a great player. He's a great player. He's just injured. All the, the 23 out of 33, that's like more than half of the time. Yeah, you know, Adam Schefter now reporting on Twitter right now from NF, from ESPN that Drew Locke, quarterback who played for the Broncos, was part of the trade to the Seahawks. Good. So this is all still developing. We have lots to talk about on and halftime. You know what? Are, are we going to... Can we? Can I touch base on that or yeah, you want to touch up base on uh, it later? Well, let's do it on the other side because okay, we, we'll we have that, to go to yeah. break. But yeah. again, when we come back, we'll be talking about the big news involving the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, involving Dalton Schultz. Also, Aaron Rodgers news. News about Russell Wilson being traded, Aaron Rodgers staying where he's at. 
Greg Popovich tying the all-time record. Wow, what a great day for sports talk radio. You would think, you know what? And we were just talking about last week how we had no topics and we were bored. <laughs> and now it's the total opposite. We had a whole show planned out of all this fun we were going to have. And our show that we had planned blew up in front of our face. Yeah, the sports pop culture nostalgia just turned into what? sports. So, sports, But it's a, good, it's a great yeah. day. It's yeah. a great day. And there's actually more news coming down right now that we'll, we'll have to get into as well. Uh, but this is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. See you on the other side. Michael Jimenez. Halftime. It's hour number two of Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. We're on the go at com. We're live on Facebook, live on YouTube. Search San Antonio Sports Star, like, and subscribe. You can check out myself and Carolina Teague. Yeah. It is Tuesdays with Teague. Carolina, I was going to call in sick today. Yay, yay. I am sick, but guess what? I'm glad I came in because what a sports day. If you're just tuning in, <laughs> buckle up. If you're, gonna, if you're going back to work from lunch, you're going to want to pull off to the side you know, get be a little late. Pull over. Pull over. We have lots to talk about today. First and foremost, we just got word that Russell Wilson of the Seattle Seahawks mm-hmm. was traded to the Denver Broncos. Blockbuster trade. Blockbuster trade. It's still unfolding right now. Uh, we have uh, uh, Drew Locke is going to be going over to Seattle. Bye. Multiple draft picks, probably first rounders as well. will be going. So uh, Adam Schefter is reporting that on ESPN. We're also reporting on the fact that the Dallas Cowboys have restructured the contracts of both quarterback Dak Prescott and guard Zach Martin to save $20 million in cap space. Why? So that they can franchise tag tight end Dalton Schultz. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal as well. Aaron Rodgers just signed an extension, is going to sign an extension. Four years, $200 million. Mm-hmm. That's $50 million a year. Wow. Amazing. So he's going to be staying with the Green Bay Packers. That whole thing about, oh, I'm going to be retiring, that was never the deal. Was never a deal. He's 38 years old. He's going to be playing into his 40s. Yep. So lots to talk about. Uh, Carolina Panthers saying, hey, we'll entertain offers. Dangle a first rounder and some extra stuff. You might get Christian McCaffrey out of us. Smart. But during the break, yeah. let's talk about this Russell Wilson trade and how it affects the Dallas Cowboys. Because you might ask yourself, well, well what do you mean? The Seahawks traded to the Broncos. Yeah. But doesn't this make life just a little bit easier for the Dallas Cowboys? Because... I, during the break, just got out a sheet of paper, and I wrote down, just off the top of my head, quarterbacks from each conference. Yeah. And part of this was based off of a tweet that R.J. Ochoa, Rock the Mic champ number one, the OG, posted on Blogging the Boys, where he made mention of the fact that the NFC only has five decent quarterbacks. You have Aaron Rodgers, he has ranked at number one. Uh He has Dak Prescott ranked at two, Matt Stafford at three, Kyler Murray at four, Kirk Cousins is five. That's a big drop from from Aaron Rodgers to Kirk Cousins from one to five. Mm-hmm. Now, we can debate whether Dak is two or if he's three or four, but those are really the five best quarterbacks in the NFC. But Russell Wilson going to the AFC makes the AFC virtually impossible to get out of. And, you know, when Joe Burrow took the Bengals to the Super Bowl this year and, and was two minutes away from winning a title, everyone was like, oh, he'll go back. He'll somehow make his way back. Yeah. No, man, that didn't happen for Dan Marino. But I take a look at it. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Tua, 
Derek Carr, Trevor Lawrence, Ryan Tannehill, Baker Mayfield, they're more all loaded. in the AFC. They're loaded over there. Absolutely loaded. All of those names, half of them won't make the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Balance of power. There is no balance of power. The NFC, this is the easiest it's ever been to go through the NFC. Because it's not like Aaron Rodgers is clutch. The dude always loses at Lambeau. He lost this year to the to the uh, Niners, and he always loses at home. So the Cowboys need to do something. So what do they do today? They restructured the deal, the deals of of Dak Prescott and of Zach Martin, in order to go after Dalton Schultz and keep him, you know, keep him with the star, mm-hmm. right? Man, I think it's a good day for the Cowboys doing the restructured deal. Keeping Schultz around, the NFC getting weaker because Wilson leaves, Tom yeah. Brady retired. You know, it's funny because I think the Cowboys have gotten worse, at least talent-wise, mm-hmm. but I think their their ability to get to the Super Bowl has actually improved. It, it could have gotten a whole lot easier, and I feel like because of this blockbuster trade, you're right, it does make it easier. There's virtually all the great quarterbacks in the NFL or in the AFC makes it so much easier for the Cowboys to move up. But only time will tell, like you had said earlier. We still don't know what's going to happen as far as the uh, offseason is concerned, what moves they're going to be making. We're still working on that at the moment. There was a comment that Rudolph Renee made. Um, with Aaron's, Aaron was supposed to be rumored to be going to Denver, but his deal broke with Green Bay, and then Russell Wilson happened. Is this a pattern of dominoes? I believe so. Aaron Rodgers... Also wanted to make a great point. In 2013, he signed a five-year, $110 million contract to become the highest played player in the NFL history. Two years after that, Russell Wilson signs his contract by agreeing for a four-year term, $87.5 million. These deals happen. I think Aaron Rodgers having this $200 million contract set the bar for Russell Wilson's move to Denver because of that, because of that particular move, and especially when it comes to money. And also Russell Westbrook, or Russell. Why do I keep saying Russell Westbrook? I keep thinking about him today. <laughs> well, second Russ, segment. <laughs> I know. I keep. I cannot stop thinking about him. Russell Wilson also wanted to make mention of this. He's been unhappy with the Seattle Seahawks organization. He's made it very clear he doesn't have the pass protection around to make him a to make everything work for him with Seattle. So it's great for the Broncos that they got Russell Wilson because they're that close to becoming a playoff contention team because of these small pieces that they're putting together. They need to work really well to get their offense. The offensive side of the ball needs a lot of help, starting with that quarterback position. Teddy Bridgewater, after he had his injury, he had a decent season up until his injury. Then Drew Locke wasn't necessarily a closer of games. I really like this move for the Denver Broncos. But as far as the AFC is concerned, it's really sad that these quarterbacks who are great and who could potentially have great careers, you may not be able to even see them get to the playoffs because of they're loaded on that side of the on that side of the conference. I'm proud of the Broncos for doing this. Me too. Because I mean, they finished the season last year last in the AFC West, seven and ten, lost four in a row to end the season. So they had a winning record towards the end of the year. But the thing is, is that they only gave up 332 points. And because of that, that just shows how stingy of a defense they had. What they needed was offense. Right. And the question is, is Russell Wilson, does he still have magic left in him? Because Russell Wilson, yes, he's going to be a future Hall of Fame quarterback. He is somebody that, when healthy, 
is a very, very good player. At 33, you would think that he's a young player because we've seen Tom Brady play until his mid four, early early to mid-40s. We've seen uh, what Aaron Rodgers could do at 38. But for some reason, Russell Wilson at 33 looks older than those two guys at their current age. So I take a look at that. If Russell Wilson can be held upright, mm-hmm. if they can guard him and protect him, he can get 20 or 30 points on the board mm-hmm. to get some Ws for that team. But the thing is, is that, again, it's murderer's row over there. All those different teams out there, from the Chiefs to the Bills to the Ravens to the Bengals to you know the Chargers to the Raiders and, and, and the, not to mention the Titans, who were the number one seed, and then other teams getting better, like Jacksonville getting better, uh, Cleveland having lots of weapons still. It's a really difficult way to get through the AFC, but I think it's a good day for the Cowboys in the sense that Dalton Schultz staying as tight end on a franchise tag which hasn't been confirmed yet, but all signs are indicating that that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal for the Cowboys because Dak Prescott needs someone to target. And if Amari Cooper is going out the door, and we don't know for sure, Gallup hasn't signed yet. Now, I'm, I'm sure they'll come to terms at some point, but Gallup's also coming off an ACL injury. Yeah. Because of all that, he needed to have a sure thing, at least two sure things. that mm-hmm. He can come into the season going... I've got Dalton Schultz. I got I got a, a stud receive a tight end, and I've got CD Lamb, who's who's an up and coming receiver, mm-hmm. who has the ability to become elite. At least he knows he has that. Mm-hmm. He has Pollard in the backfield. He's got Zeke doing his thing. And for the Cowboys, again, the Cowboys can get out of that contract after this season, out of Zeke's contract. It's a good day for the Cowboys so far because they've been reeling, and there is no sense of direction as to where they were going. But now that they're doing these moves, it just shows that at least the players are willing to play ball. You know what I think also, too, about the Dallas Cowboys? With the Amari Cooper situation, they're getting rid of him, and I believe he's owed $16 million. They're franchise-tagging Dalton Schultz for eleven. That's only $5 million difference. But the difference between that and, you know, and the wide receiver position, they have C.D. Lamb. And I think that's, you hit the nail on the head. They can bank on C.D. Lamb as far as wide receivers concerned. You have Dak being able to target him as well, potentially Michael Gallup, and then you want to t- franchise tag your tight end. I see it as a move that I'm not necessarily the happiest about, like I said earlier, because he's a good tight end. I don't think he's a great tight end that deserves to be franchise tagged, but you are right in a sense that they have more people to target. So I'm with you on that when it comes to the, that situation. Well, they were damned if they do, damned if they don't. Exactly. And and the elephant in the room, somebody I may mention earlier that the elephant in the room is Mike McCarthy is not a great coach. I mean, that is another elephant in the room that should be addressed, but that's another topic for another day. The elephant in the room with the money and the pieces of the puzzle are the contracts. And the main contract that sticks out like a sore thumb that really – affected how the Dallas Cowboys are moving at this moment is Ezekiel Elliott's contract. And that starts with the top of the Dallas Cowboys organization. Well, the the good news is, again, at the end of the season, the Cowboys can move on from Zeke. They have the ability to bounce out of that deal or restructure it or whatever the case may be. The Amari Cooper thing is, is it, it, it's kind of, it's, it's complex. Mm-hmm. Because the question is, is he worth $20 million to get 800 and some odd yards receiving? No, he's not. But is he getting 800-some-odd yards receiving because he has become a bad player or not as good of a player, not as elite? Or is it because Dak didn't have the time to throw it to him? Mm -hmm. Or is it because of the play calling? What is it? 
Either way, it's not a contract worth keeping, okay? Because if you're not going to be able to use him, utilize him to the best of his abilities, then you shouldn't have that contract anymore. And maybe that's not a, uh, you know, they say in relationships, uh, breaking up, it's not me, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> it might be that type of situation when it comes to Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. It might not be Amari Cooper. It might be the fact that the Cowboys offensive line isn't good enough for him mm-hmm. to thrive. Right. Give him enough time to get open or whatever the case may be. Yep. Now, Gallup is different because Gallup has a different skill set. Gallup can go deep. Gallup is, is probably the best receiver on the actual sidelines to catch the ball. Cooper, doing what he does, a uh, a CeeDee Lamb could do a lot of what Cooper does. So you don't really fall off there. But Dalton Schultz, you needed to have something there because if there is no Dalton Schultz and and Blake Jarwin is still hurt with that hip injury, Uh we don't know when he's going to come back necessarily. And if he does come back, if he's going to be uh, 100% healthy, man, they had to do something. Kielbasa Bacon phone lines are open at 656-ESPN. Again, 656 ESPN, you want to talk about the Cowboys, want to talk about Russell Wilson being shipped off to the Denver Broncos. If you want to talk to us about Greg Popovich getting that big record, or tying that record, rather, uh, that he had that held by Don Nelson for the most wins in the regular season as an NBA head coach, uh, lots to get into today. But let's talk about Popovich. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Spurs are playing the Toronto Raptors tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And yes, we're cheering for the Spurs to go out there and win it. By the way, lots of tic- tickets available. I saw that on Ticketmaster. I saw that on StubHub and on SeatGeek. Story of our life. Lots of tickets available. And they're very, very inexpensive. You could have a ticket to history. That history being Greg Popovich breaking the all-time coaching wins record. Can I just say something about tickets really quickly? Yeah. So my family, they went to the Lakers game yesterday. And the ticket will say... 50 bucks for the nosebleeds. There were so many people in the nosebleeds, too, by the way, because Lakers tickets were really expensive, even though LeBron didn't play. LeBum, if, you know, whoever you ask. But when you check out to get the tickets, they charge like a $45 service fee. Plus, then you get like a $22 delivery fee on top of that. So really, it's like marketed like at a $50 ticket, but you're really paying 100 bucks for a ticket. So... When you say these Toronto Raptor tickets are available, it doesn't surprise me. These ticket fees are outrageous these days. And I don't know if it's because I know I'm going on a rant. It might be because of inflation or whatever's going on. Oil prices are crazy right now. Gas is $4.50 a gallon. If you want premium, some cars only take premium. $4.50 here in Texas. And then you have these upcharges on all these crazy ticket prices. It's insane right now to go to a game. It's I'm, expensive. I'm I'm on SeatGeek uh, right now, and it says with the fees included, the cheapest nosebleed seat to tomorrow to tomorrow night's game is thirty two dollars. But what was it marketed at when you tried to buy it? Eight bucks, ten bucks? It was probably marketed around twenty. Twenty bucks, right? Yeah. So about forty percent of it's going towards a fee of some sort. But the fact of the matter is, is that. No, uh, it's a it, scam. It, it's 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 one of the, it depends on where you buy them from too. It's one thing if you're buying them from a StubHub or a SeatGeek, and another if you're buying it from Ticketmaster directly. Right. And you could probably get some tickets directly from the source. I'd probably start off there first, and then go off from there. In fact, during the commercial break, I'll do that. I'll see if I can buy some tickets there. Let's try to get a cheap ticket because you know it reminds me of Airbnb. You know, you go to Airbnb, you try to get a two hundred dollar home. 
like rent it out for the weekend. It's marketed at two hundred bucks a night, <laughs> and then you check out, and the cleaning fee is one fifty. <laughs> it's, it's like, what is this? I, I don't. I, I. I. And everybody's mentioning SeatGeek ticket. I went to those places. The fees they they differ, but I still think it's outrageous. Charge me three bucks for a fee. You know twenty what I, bucks for a fee? Give me like two dollars. Like charge it like a Uber delivery, like two to three dollars. That's it. My friend, all this extra stuff—that's ridiculous. And they don't even answer when you call them for service on Ticketmaster. They don't answer. They say, "Call." Oh, we're going through a pandemic, and then they hang up on us. My my friend Anthony and I will sometimes go to Spurs games, buy the cheapest seat available, get into the stadium, and at the end of the first quarter, when they stop sales on SeatGeek, <laughs> we'll then try to get to the lower level. The last time I was there, I just walked down to the lower level, and no one stopped me. Yeah. Because again, if no one's going to be there, no one's going to be there. I'll, I'll, I'll be more than happy to sit in section one hundred eight. I, you know what? What are they going to do? Throw me out? Okay, I'll just come back to the next game. They've cracked down on that too at the AT and C Center. I've noticed they've been hawking over the seats. Oh no, no, no! The way you do that is, is that when you go into the. Okay, okay, no, tell me how to do it because okay. I'm like, you gotta have, you gotta walk down to the lower rows with you, confidence. You gotta be caught. No, 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 no. See, see, the, the, that's, that's getting greedy. Okay. <laughs> when you, when you go through the lower level, the first 24 to 28 rows, you start going downward, right? The key is, is to go in, hook a left and go one or two rows up. Oh, okay. So act like you're going up. Going up. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. So, so if you, if you're happy with, with, with row 26, mm-hmm. you're good to go. I can do it. If you that. try to get to row 23, that's where they'll get you. Okay, so when you try to go lower, they're like, "Okay, let me see your ticket, bro. You're trying to get to row 15." Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and, and, the whole AT&T Center. Yeah. And they fly me down. I'm like, I'm up there. I'm like, oh, oh, okay, go ahead and go. Now, what if, who who lies about going to the 28th row? That's what I'm saying. Now, what if you go in like you got to dress to impress, kind of like going to a job interview, is trying to like get like you know how you go to a job interview, oh, okay. you confident, you dress well. I feel like if you dress like your sneakers aren't clean and you look scruffy, you're not going to be able to get down to the lower seats. You got to dress to impress. If you really want to get down to level 10, you need to dress well. If you're a girl, wear some high heels. If you're a guy, wear a nice suit, wear a nice, or wear a nice jacket, wear a nice jersey with some shoes to match. Clean yourself up, put some cologne on. And walk down there like with confidence. It's all about the confidence, baby. And you you got to tender swindler your way down there. And you have to carry stuff with you. You know, you have to carry some stuff. Yeah, carry a snack. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you, so can't, you, can't, you can't just pull out your phone and show your ticket if you have snacks. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, this this is um, this is outstanding. This is a uh, very very Mexicano and Mexicana we're of ju- us. We're just trying to help people out <laughs> that you know that have these issues because the Lakers tickets they were ridiculous. Like I said, lower levels were pretty much empty. Higher levels jam packed because of service fees. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was. We spent, I'm, I'm putting out too much business, $300 upper level seats at the Lakers game. Wow. No LeBron. No LeBron. No LeBron. We had to watch Westbrook. Don't call him that. He is sensitive so, to yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. He makes $44 million, $500,000 approximately per game, but he is sensitive to that. Cry you know, me a river, Westbrook. Cry me a river with your $100 bill money. Do you know what I'm sensitive towards when it comes to the Spurs right now? We're all under the impression that the Spurs have three first-round draft picks, mm-hmm. right? Because they traded Derek White to the Celtics, got a first-round draft pick, and Romeo Langford and Josh Richardson, who both played well yesterday. Super excited about that. <laughs> Turn back around, the Spurs also traded to uh, Thad Young to the Raptors, got a first-round draft pick, right? Uh-huh. It was it a was, uh, protected first-round draft pick. Okay. 
So early on, it was like we were taking a look at it when it happened. It was like, oh, the Raptors are playing pretty well. It might be a 19th or 20th pick in the draft. But it's top 14 protected. So that means if it falls in the top 14, then it goes to the following year, and it's top 13 protected. And if it falls in, if it's protected there, then it becomes a second-round pick the following year. So, so I'm looking at it right now. The uh, Raptors have lost 7 out of 10. And now that's that pick has gone from 19 now to 17. So Spurs fans might be celebrating going, yeah, baby, 17th. Let's get it down lower. How low can you go? Mm-hmm. Well, right now, the Spurs play the Raptors tomorrow. If the Spurs win, the Raptors would have lost 8 out of 11 and could drop to the number 16 spot, which means that it's getting very, very close to 14 where it's protected. Mm-hmm. The Spurs, the Raptors rather, are just two and a half games away from having that pick be protected. Okay. So right now, it's kind of weird. It's one of those things where, you know, I'm cheering for the Spurs. You know, we want to make the play-in tournament. But at the same time, <laughs> I want to have three first-round draft picks. Uh-huh. And what we need is for the Raptors to kind of come out of their funk a little bit. Uh-huh. So maybe we make a deal here. Spurs win this game, and then the Raptors snap out of it. Start winning some games for crying out loud because now I'm fearful that the Spurs will not have three first-round draft picks, that we'll only have two. And the way the Celtics are playing these days, that second one might be number 25 or 28 when it's all said and done. Uh That Celtics pick has gotten way out of control because they are playing out of their mind. They've won 8 out of 10. The the Celtics are now 39 and 27. And guess what? If if they catch up two two more games in the Eastern Conference uh, standings, that pick is going to be 25 or 26. And if they make a run in the playoffs, wow, that Toronto pick right now is really worrying me right now. Well, I like your strategy. It's very chess, chess-like. That's where I'm at with it. I don't even care about none of the things you just said. All I care about is the Spurs making the 10th seed. I really want them to make the 10th seed. And I know I'm probably the total opposite of you. This is where you and I part like the Red Sea. But I really want to see if they want to make the play-in tournament. That's where I'm at. I don't care about the picks. That really doesn't bother me that much. I know they're in a rebuild phase and the future is very important. And maybe I have zero foresight. And I'm probably if I probably worked for the Cowboys organization, I'd probably be the one to sign Ezekiel Elliott's contract <laughs> to ruin the rest of the team because I have zero foresight. That would be me. But I really care right now about Pop getting his win. Yeah. And I care about the Spurs getting the 10th seed in the playoffs. I enjoy the fact that they beat the Lakers yesterday. The future is today. The future is tomorrow. Beat the Raptors. I want to see if Thad Young gets minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see if that happens. I would personally, I only think two, three games ahead when it comes to games. I I don't think about picks. I don't think about the future, which may be a gift and a curse. It might be my downfall, to be honest, when it comes to the sports talk I think it works both ways because when it comes to me, I think too far ahead sometimes. Yeah. Rudolph Renee reaches out on Facebook and says, we can never deal with three first-round draft picks. Think about it. That's the thing. We're never going to have three first-round draft picks. We have three right now, but that doesn't mean that they can't be packaged. Let's say the Spurs end up with 7 and 17, but really like a player at number 5. Why not trade 7 and 17 to get that player that you want at 5? Maybe. That's a great idea, too. That's the point. That's strategic. I, there's uh-huh. never, in a, never in a million years do I believe the San Antonio Spurs will have 
three rookies next year that came out of the first round. Those are guaranteed contracts. That is never going to happen. But what we need is for these draft picks to be meaningful as trade assets to flip to other teams who want certain players. I mean, think about it this way. The Spurs were able to flip a pick many, many years ago for a guy named Kawhi Leonard, right? And the Spurs got him midway in the first round. You know, the, you can flip picks if someone falls to a certain number that they want. If, if the Spurs are holding on to 17 and they don't have the guy that they want anymore, that they've fallen off the board, they can trade that pick for another first rounder and some more draft capital or maybe an expiring deal or whatever the case may be. These picks, it's all capital. It's, it's, it's not that the Spurs are going to use them to, to, to draft somebody to be on the team. That's not what this is about. What this is about is, is having capital to make moves, mm-hmm. whether it be a trade, a trade up, a trade down, mm-hmm. a trade for a player, a trade for an expiring contract. It is all capital. This is all cash in the wallet is all that this is. But again, right now, the Toronto Raptors are, are free-falling. 34 and 30 right now, lost 7 out of 10. So they need to snap out of it is what you're saying in order to have your your theory work out the way it needs to work out. Top. Toronto needs to win. Toronto needs, well, it doesn't have to win this game against the Spurs, but what Toronto needs to do is at least be above 500 at the end of the season. Right now they're 34 and 30, so all I'm asking from them is go 7 and 11 the rest of the way. I want the Raptors to win tomorrow, and that's for selfish reasons only. I'm going to the Jazz game <laughs> on Friday, no. and I want the winning <laughs> record no. for Coach Bob to be that day. And they had a great game against the Jazz earlier this season. Yeah. They beat the Jazz. Was it that they beat the Jazz? It was a really they, they close be, they game. They beat them in Utah, yeah. Yeah, it was a really good game. It was a great game. Yeah, it, was, it was decided at the buzzer. Yes. I want to see that blockbuster game again. We have, 30, we have 30 more minutes of halftime to go here on San Antonio Sports Star. When we come back, did you hear the story about the racist baseball player? And how do you call somebody a racist? It's when they admit that they're a racist and they got canned for it. Weird <laughs> story coming out of this, out of Major League Baseball. This is halftime on San Antonio Sports Star. I'll see you on the other side. It's halftime with Michael Jimenez on San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It's halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. My name's Michael Jimenez, your host from 12 to 2, Edwin Hafner producing. It's Tuesdays with T, Carolina Teague. Woo, 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 woo. Follow me on Twitter at Carolina Teague underscore. Follow Mike on Twitter at Mike ESPN SA. Follow us on live stream. Follow us wherever, however, whenever, at, 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 We need to drop a beat, Edwin, next time. When you hear her going off like that, you got to drop a beat, something. Welcome back to the show. Edwin says no. Come on, Edwin. Have some fun. <laughs> so, so, you know, uh, sometimes people need to take a break from social media. I know I've done that in recent weeks. Uh, I have not been on Facebook or on YouTube, or not Facebook or Instagram or TikTok in two weeks. I kind of just took a break from it. My mom asked the question, if is it because of Lent? And I uh, kind of told her, said, well, I'm not Catholic, so I don't know if I'm practicing Lent. I just don't want to be on right now. So the thing about it is, is that uh, sometimes you need to take a break. And two people who need to take a break are named Brett Netzer and Calvin Ridley. Both of them need to take a break. Okay. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Calvin Ridley is the Atlanta Falcons wide receiver, star wide receiver who was suspended last uh, yesterday for one whole season because he gambled on football. 
Brett Netzer was fired last week by the Boston Red Sox organization because he released a series of racist tweets and homophobic tweets and uh, anti-Semitic tweets. And then when they asked him about it or when he was interviewed about it, he was like, yeah, I am a racist. Loser. So it it was kind of weird that uh, both of them kind of have these issues going on where they are on social media to their own detriment. Mm -hmm. That being said, uh, this guy from this guy from the Red Sox organization again it happened about a week ago, but I thought it was fascinating because he did not back down. And what I found fascinating was not only did he not back down after this happened a week ago, the fact of the matter is that there are people coming out supporting him. What I'm on various websites reading articles about this guy. And these are, you know, reputable. I'm not going to name which stations or whatnot, but yeah. but they're, but people in the comment section are going, well, he just just spoke his truth. He he's, he spoke what he what he felt. You know, right. he should, First Amendment this and First Amendment that, and it's just so weird because people coming back saying, you know what, he's not being persecuted by the government. He's not being arrested for what he said. He's being fired because he's an idiot. Yeah, I mean, I don't have his back at all. I mean. It's a double-edged sword because sometimes there's closet racists and you'll never know they're a racist and they'll never come out and say that they are racist. But, uh, I mean, if it's a, well, it looks like a duck, walks like a duck, talks like a duck nine times out of ten, it's a duck. Mm-hmm. In this case, for Mr. Netzer, he just came out and he said it. So it made the job much easier for the people who tried to see who's racist and who's not racist. Made it easier. You said you're racist. Great. Now we know we can fire you. Mm-hmm. Because there's no First Amendment involved. You can say whatever you want to say, but... You work your whole life to become a professional baseball player. Being a kid, going through, you know, all that hard work, and you blow it all away because you're on social media spreading hatred, spreading stupid crap. Now, I'm it's, not it's, it's so re- dumb. Real fast, I'm going to let you continue, but but real fast, I'm not going to read the tweets that he said. Okay? That's just not going to be it. Yeah. Just know that it's blatantly racist, blatantly homophobic, blatantly anti-Semitic, and he basically said, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Okay? But, I'll let you continue, but it, it, it's one of those things where he's not saying that he, he's acting or looking like a duck. He's saying, I am a duck. Yeah, he's he's like, I am a duck. Fire me. Un- it's unacceptable. People, There's no room for that in any workspace. Because at that point, you look at this player... And whoever he works with, he might try to ruin their careers, say something about them that's untrue because he has this mentality of a racist. And he admitted it, so I'm, I'm glad he's gone. Bye. Even though, Bye. Even though this happened a week ago, I wanted to talk about it today because he's continuing to put things out on Twitter. And the sad thing is, is that he's putting out a lot of religious things out there as though he's a religious person. Yeah. Um, one of the weird things is that my other job, you know, not only do I do this show... Uh, but I'm also a financial advisor and planner. Um, it's weird being being brought into someone's home, and I don't care what people's politics are. Whenever I work with them, right? I, I I don't talk politics whenever I talk about insurances or investments or anything like that. But one of the things about it is, is that sometimes you get welcomed into people's homes, and all of a sudden certain things kind of just fall apart. You know, as, as far as like who they truly are comes out, and it's mm-hmm. so weird, man. I, I had this. This one meeting a few years ago where this lady who was talking about how much she loves church and how much she loves this, that, and the other, and all that stuff. And I thought, oh, she seems like a really nice lady. And then as soon as I gained her trust, just went off and became a big old racist, homophobe, 
talk even talking about her kids in that manner. Yeah. And I was just there going, you know what? You are not as nice as you think you are. And they give a really bad name to people who are truly, you know, I, I don't want to get too deep into it, but it gives a bad name to people who are really religious and good hearted. And, and, and it's one thing to disagree. Right. I'm not saying that you can't disagree with somebody. Right. But it's when you're throwing racial slurs. Yeah. It's when it's when you're easily throwing racial slurs. It's when you're easily throwing out um, homophobic slurs and whatnot. It's okay to say that you don't believe in this, that, or the other. That's not what I'm saying. But it was just, it's very, very, very hurtful. And and, and I took a look at this guy's tweets. And, you know, uh, obviously he did not care about his career anymore. And he was giving up. He was a double A at the time. He was one of their top draft picks a few years back. Uh, but apparently he's over. And also the person needs to step away from the keyboard as well is Calvin Ridley of the Atlanta Falcons because Calvin Ridley got himself in trouble. And it's so funny <laughs> because I didn't know how to talk, how to think about this. Now, Calvin Ridley is a good player. I mean, just two seasons ago, he had almost 1,400 yards receiving and nine touchdowns. Now, last year he had a mental health issue and other lingering injuries and whatnot. Uh, didn't play much of last year. Only two touchdowns scored last year. Huh? Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that he was busted gambling up to $1,500 right. on NFL games. And it was on parlays. And he didn't bet against his team. He didn't bet against the Falcons. No, they did say he did. Uh, I read that he didn't. Okay, so... I, uh, either way. Well, either just, way. Yeah, it's not good. Either, either, either way, the fact of the matter is, is that that is like the cardinal sin of sports. Yeah. You do not bet on your sport. And it, 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 it's crazy because if this was about three or four years ago, I would have been like, he does need to be suspended, by the way. And one year, even though it seems really harsh, and I know people are going to come out and say, oh, well, what about this person who beat this person? And what about this person? They're not in the business of policing people. They're in the business of, of, of the integrity of the game. That's why they're in business. Uh -huh. They're not in business for any other reason. They're in business because it's a sport. Uh -huh. not, they're not the morality police. They police one thing that only, and that is the morality of the game. Yeah. And they cannot make it seem as though the game is fixed. They cannot make it seem as that. So one one thing I will say about this, though, I do agree with the one-year suspension, but if that owner of the Miami Dolphins did, in fact, want to pay his coach to lose, uh -huh. then he should be suspended for even longer. Totally agree. I even think he should be fired. Yeah. To be honest with team you, he should be taken away. He should be taken away because you are gambling on the fact that your team's going to lose so that it could benefit you in the future. As far as Calvin Ridley's concerned, I did a deep dive on this because I don't know about you, Michael, but me personally, I have, I love to gamble and I have gambled both illegally and legally. Maybe I shouldn't say that on the air, illegally in the past. But as somebody who has gambled, I was like, how does the NFL find out that he's gambling? Because I'm going through a, a different country in a third-party server. Turns out that they have this whole thing that can find out who's gambling, who's not gambling. They, uh, they uh, contract out third parties who can figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I did reread re the report right now. He did gamble on his own team. So that's even worse. What, if, what are you gambling on? Are you gambling that you don't get X amount of yards and you make sure you don't get X well, amount of was, yards? He was gambling that they were going to win. Okay, that so they were going to win. Pete, okay. Pete Rose style. But the thing about that, though, is that, you know, it's easy to gamble through somebody else. He could have given that money to his friend uh -huh. and just say, hey, place these bets for me. And no one would have known any any different, you know. But there are these these protections in place. But this is the thing, though. The NFL and, and, and has gotten into bed with gambling. Now, other sports have as well, but the NFL even more so because 
there is an NFL franchise literally half a mile from the strip where there are books, uh, sports books, all up and down the street. Uh-huh. Right? They have a team there. Uh-huh. Henry Ruggs got in trouble over there. Why? Because that, that city doesn't close. Uh-huh. ESPN's right there on the Las Vegas Strip, too. Right there in shiny lights. Every third or fourth commercial is DraftKings. It's a it's a it's a gambling network. Uh-huh. It 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 was it was bound to happen. And if you think that other players are not doing this either for themselves or through other people, you are you would be kind foolish. of foolish. Foolish. You'd be foolish because yeah. gambling does go on. My question is is that is there any fixing going on? Because that was the Donahue uh, issue in the NBA when he was the official who was busted. Uh, when it when it came to fixing games or whatnot, or he has made those accusations in the past. Yeah, it's a big deal, and Super and I big. and I understand that Ray Rice beat the living crap out of his girlfriend, and I understand all of the different things that happened with former Cowboy players and whatnot, and those should have been punished even more. I agree with you on that, but that is not what the NFL is in the league. In, in that's not what they do for a living. What they do for a living is what's on the field, mm-hmm. and that's more important to them. I hate to say it. I'm not saying it's right. But you have to understand, that's what the business is for, because football, basketball, baseball, those are all businesses, first and foremost. What a big day this has been. We're going to recap all the news again. Russell Wilson has been traded. Aaron Rodgers finally made a decision, and Dak Prescott's contract reworked. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Hey guys, it's Rudy J. Your home for sports talk is right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. Woo! Yay. It's been a hell of a day. Hell of a show. Ooh, ooh. Yes, it has been. Wild and crazy. Just how I like it. That's right. Hey, we're going to get wild and crazy this Friday night. From 4 to 7, the Blitz will be at Slackers Medical Center on Fredericksburg Road. We're going to be celebrating Joe Reinagel. Being part of the team, ending his 25-year television career. It's also my birthday weekend, so come say hi to me as well. You know, I like, you know, Jim Beam is fine. You know, anything bourbon with a little bit of ice. You don't like cake? Old-fashioned. I'm more of a pie guy, but I don't mind cake. So you eat pie for your birthday? No, I'll do cake. I'll do cake. You'll do cake. As long as German chocolate is my favorite. Okay, German chocolate cake. Okay, hey, re- real fast. Uh, happy 31 year old birthday to one of my favorite movies, New Jack City, was released 31 years ago today, back in 1991. During the break, Carolina Teague told me she has never seen New Jack City. I've never seen it. Everyone makes fun of me for not seeing certain movies growing up. New Jack City next Tuesday, you will give some sort of review on it. It stars Ice T, Judd Nelson. Uh, it has Chris Rock in it. Okay, it's a great movie. Where do I watch it? Not like, Chris how do I how do I watch it? Like, I'm, I'm probably like Amazon Prime is probably going to be. Oh, the best I have one. Amazon Prime. Okay, you might have to pay four bucks. Oh, great! So you're making me pay. It's a great movie. Is it, it a movie that makes me fall asleep? Like Batman? No, no, it's an. You're going to fall asleep during Batman, by the way. <laughs> wow! Giving you a heads up. This is an action movie. Great soundtrack. Soundtrack with Ice T, Color Me Badge on the soundtrack. Johnny Gill, Christopher Williams. Ooh, good times. I want to. I it doesn't sound fun to me, but apparently it's a classic. It's a classic. Think. Uh, did you ever see Scarface? Yeah, I did. Okay, it's Scarface ish. Oh, okay, okay. I think I like it. Then. Okay, it, I'll it, watch it, it. it. It's it's basically. Uh, so same time next week, I'm giving a review on Tuesdays with Teague. Yeah, let's just a, a, a little quick review. We don't have to go in depth into it, but I just want to know if you liked it or not. Okay. Okay. Now here's the thing. I realized after talking about white man can't jump earlier this week that I might be a, a secret, really big 
fan of Wesley Snipes because now I think about it, every movie I've ever seen of him, I like. But the one movie I've never seen is Blade or any of the sequels. I'm assuming that there's sequels. I literally, you brought up Blade. I was going to watch Blade the other day after I watched Batman and I saw the first three minutes and then my child got scared and we had to shut it off. Since I have not announced a movie to review, I think I'm going to go ahead and just nominate for myself. And I'll let the I'll let the people on Twitter respond for next week's show. But uh, I'm going to do Blade okay. tomorrow. Uh, I did Terminator 1 and Terminator 2 the past two weeks. Terminator 1, I gave a B plus. Terminator 2, I gave an A. Judgment Day was a really, really good one. Everyone's telling me not to watch the rest. But uh, hey, real fast, going down the, the big news of the day, uh, Aaron Rodgers signed a four-year extension with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, he's going to be staying with them until his early to mid forties. That's fifty million dollars a year, one hundred and fifty-three million of that guaranteed. The Dallas Cowboys reworked the deals for Dak Prescott and Zach Martin. The idea is to save twenty million dollars in cap space in order to sign Dalton Schultz to a franchise tag. Going to be somewhere between ten and eleven million dollars. They had to do it. I mean, damned if you do, damned if you don't. They had to do it. Russell Wilson, star Super Bowl champion, star quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, no more. He was traded to the Denver Broncos. Drew Locke is part of that trade, along with several draft picks. That is all unfolding right now. Yeah, they said that. Uh, one last thing about the Russell Wilson thing. Sorry to interrupt you, but one last thing that they mentioned is that he has to accept uh, the trade. But Russell Wilson did say that he is willing to give up his no trade clause and his contract. So I think it's still going to go through. I mean, I think he's going to accept the trade for sure. No, I, I agree because he, um, he, there, he's no, there's no way in the world that this deal would have been two weeks in the making if he didn't already green light it. On top of that, again, pop tomorrow night against the Raptors going for the record. 1,336 wins going for the record for the most wins for a coach in NBA history. And one last time, Russell Westbrook does not want to be called Westbrook anymore. I'll be back tomorrow with Rudy J. Again, going to be reviewing Blade tomorrow. Jason and Joe will be back here at 4 o'clock for the Blitz. This is half.